Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people. The jockeys. The horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time now for Punter's Postmortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Yeah, welcome to Punter's Postmortem on this Monday. And what a big show we've got coming up. Uh, It's all about you, the punter, if you're keen on uh, pitching a question to our panel as always. Ron Duffersey, Dean Lester or Glenn Munsey. 13-53-53 is the open line number, or you can start sending your text messages in on 0419-767-272. What a weekend it was, not only in Sydney, but also in Melbourne. And let's jump straight into it because we've got plenty to talk about. So Ron Duffersey, welcome back on another Monday, mate. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Um, had a great day's racing at Rose Hill Garden Saturday. Rachel King obviously stole the show along with the the New Zealand three-year-old Aegon, who was quite dominant after a brilliant Bowman ride. So we're all looking forward to the Ramwick Guineas with him and some very good winners uh, other than that on the day. You know, Andermatt was terrific in the first. Sacramento uh, kept up on his winning ways. Emanate, uh, sensational winning. So uh, a lot to talk about. It certainly is. Uh, Dean Lester joining us from the Melbourne studio. Dino, uh, brilliant uh, stuff from the Blue Diamond perspective down there. Of course, Luke Curry after that uh, horror fall, he gets uh, a win in the big race. And what about Theo Nugent? Uh, I know it was a dead heat, but that's a big thrill for the young apprentice in the Oakley play. Yeah, certainly, Dave. Good morning to you. Uh, Yeah, Luke uh, winning his second Blue Diamond in past three. And, uh, as you said, he had the fall on the eve of the uh, Blue Diamond last year when he was supposed to ride the favourite Hanseatic. So uh, it's it could have easily been three. But uh, with T.O. Nugent, fantastic result. He's been a, an apprentice that's sort of gone under the radar. He's ridden a lot of city winners and uh, pretty low-key about it. And on Saturday, uh, he got up on the big stage, first ever Group 1 ride, and shared the prize. Yeah, and as I say good morning to Glenn Munsey. Glenn, I know on a Friday we've got the punters panel and I know a rule of yours is you like to see these horses race in Australia, especially at Rose Hill, but boy, oh boy, you must have been impressed with Aegon. He looks to be one right out of the box. Yes, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Dina. Well, it was the only one that did actually. Uh, we saw some balloons pop and some stars rise there on Saturday, Dave. Uh, we had, uh, well, an odds-on chance come from Melbourne. Uh, that's, you know, odds-on, failed to run a place. Uh, all the systems fell into place, par Aegon. Midweek maiden winner starts half the price in a Saturday race, unplaced. F- uh, half a dozen or four, four other imports, all hard in the market. And not one of them featured. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Okay, Duff, uh, we'll start uh, because there's already a couple of texts here about uh, Valmaster. I know we're going to d- dissect these big group ones and whatnot, but there's obviously a lot of punters that had Valmaster in multis, and they want to know your all the th- the opinions of the three of you. Uh, do you give Valmaster another chance? Were you, are you concerned by what you saw? Or is he maybe just better in Melbourne? What do you think? Oh, no, it's too early to tell. It's a total forgive. He'd never seen a wet track. He was uh, wide on a limb. Uh, the day wasn't playing that way. It was uh, There was the first bias we've seen on a Saturday in Sydney for months. Um, was up the rail in, near the lead early. And if you could make ground late, it had to be between horses, you know, one, two, three, maybe four off the fence. Uh, so I, 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 he got very hot um, on, a, on a steamy first race there. He got agitated, uh, he went forward, he went back, he went forward, he, yeah, just forget it. Just, I hope everyone forgets it, I hope everyone doesn't forget it, because if he goes around, you know, six or seven dollars next time, I know I'll be on. Yeah. Um, he, he's just, he's too nice a horse. 
What about Dino? You've seen him in Melbourne. Um, you know, the the real Val Master when he turns up is going to be a beauty when we see him in Sydney. Fingers crossed. Yeah, he's a he's a you know genuine group horse. I think uh, Saturday was soon as he didn't get covered straight away. We've seen that a little bit at the trials with him down here. He's, he's got to get covered up straight away and then present. And, and what he can do late in the race has just been spectacular in those two wins. And they weren't they weren't bad races. I mean, the maiden was uh, was Kyneton Cup Day and then the Mooney Valley win was just unbelievable. So uh, uh, the, the speed he showed at the end of the races. So he, if he gets covered up, uh, he'll bounce back pretty quick and probably on drier ground. And Munns, what about um, uh, with with him? I know he was short NOP SP one ninety, but there was a little trim up for Andermatt as well. Oh, well, thanks to James Cummings on Sky Sports mm. Radio Racing HQ at around about uh, what time was he on, Ronnie? Was he between seven thirty and eight, or between? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was five dollars at that stage, and you know he had had you know some sort of support, but all eyes were on Vowmaster at that stage. It was a dollar fifty chance, mind you, at that point. And, uh, well, by the time we got to um, 9 o'clock, I think he was $4.40. Uh, and, and there was more money on him than there had been on uh, on Vowmaster. And, and all Vowmaster did, and, and as Ronnie said, when you saw him in the yard uh, and everything like that, he just had to get out uh, mm. than where he was. But, you know, uh, I must admit, Dave, I left him out of the placings. And, uh, and because, uh, as I've said here, I want to see them. You know, I don't care, you know... Trials are trials and races are races, but this was an 1,100-metre race, his first go under race conditions, and drew the outside alley. Mm. Let's uh, go to the Hobartville Duff. Um, Aegon, I know that uh, there's been a lot spoken about him the last 24 hours, what direction he may take. Um, we said this sort of, you know, we said this in weeks gone by. Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman, they don't bring these horses to Australia just for uh, the holiday. He obviously was at a really high level at home, which we knew uh, from his record. But to see him put away that field the way he did and look to have something up the tank, um, the world is his oyster. It is. You look at Murray and you say, oh, like Derby horse, Derby horse, Derby horse, because Murray loves the Derby. and We know that. You look at his record. But I don't think he will. I think he is just a little bit too brilliant. I think, um, obviously, his next step's the Ramwick Guineas, and then they say maybe the Rosehill Guineas make a decision. I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, Ramwick Guineas, if he comes through that, showing that turn of speed again, kept fresh to the Doncaster, because he has been kept fresh a few times and really reacted off it. Uh, so that's my feelings of, of what he'll do in, in the autumn. And... Uh, I think he might be a Doncaster mile horse, although maybe Bowman might want him to go that way because I don't know what weight he'd get in a, in a Doncaster mile, but mm. uh, it looks a lovely race for him, a three-year-old with his talent. Um, it, it could well be his race. I'm not sure if you've assessed the data, Dino, but um, is there any sort of uh, times to come out of this Hobartville that caught your eye from any particular runner? I'm just getting them uh, up now, Dave. And um, look, I mean, visually, it was a spectacular win, wasn't it? And uh, mm. he was home fourth best 400 of the meeting, fifth best last 200, and totally dominant uh, on the times uh, as it was visually. So, uh, you know, there's you know, a couple back in the field. Uh, the Eleonora was okay late, and, and North Pacific was uh, okay. And he's if he can keep building off that. Uh, yeah, he's still, um, yeah, he's still a pretty handy horse. Yeah, there's not a great deal of him, Ronnie, is there? He's not, he's not, he's not overly big. No, he's a neat horse. He's a neat horse. He's athletic. Um, yeah, he's not a, he's no monster, but he, he's neat. He's a nice horse. 
Duff, I saw a bit of social media chat about, you know, that uh, oh, the jury's now out of with, you know, the North Pacifics and the Pelters and maybe that sort of spring three-year-old form, which we saw in the Hobartville. Is that being a bit disrespective to Aegon, though? Well, I, I think personally it is. I, I think there's no jury out for them. They're very good horses. I think North Pacific and whatnot and Peltzer, they're all good. Uh, but this one just a, seems to be one right out of the box. Uh, yeah, possibly. And, you know, maybe maybe our three-year-old crop there may, may, may be a lot more even than what we think. Um, they might be, you know, a good solid bunch. You know, and Ole Kirk met the older horses there on Saturday and, and didn't... Uh, didn't f- figure in the finish, so you know maybe we have overplayed our three-year-olds to a certain extent. But uh, we'll we'll learn more about that in the next month or so. But he he did he did show them up. He did show them up. Yeah, uh, and in just I know you got Larry Open Munns. Uh, so with with the movement, obviously he trimmed up in Derby markets. But then with that bit of chat about maybe a Doncaster, he has trimmed up there. I mean. Sacred Falls did a similar thing, didn't it? It went guineas back to uh, Donny, didn't it? Yeah, well, it was basically made favourite in every race he was in, Dave. Yeah, um, okay. You know, Rose Hill Guineas, he went four... Uh, sorry, Ramwick Guineas, he went 450 to 280. Rose Hill Guineas, 6 to 350. Doncaster, 26 into 11, equal mm. favourite with Probabil. And the Derby went 15 into 6. So, um, it was interesting, the comments later on Saturday night, you know, coming out of New Zealand about um, maybe, you know, looking at those, Derby is definitely probably the the least most favourable at this stage. Okay. Let's go to Melbourne. Uh, Dino, what did you make of the the Blue Diamond, mate? Um, Obviously, we we mentioned at the start, Luke Curry, he gets a redemption there with Artorias. And, well, the win at Sandown was no fluke, was it? Um, Just that burst of speed, that last 100. Yeah, and just the continual building of his preparation, Dave. Uh, This is what, you know, the Freedmans have done for... 25 years, 30 years uh, with their two-year-olds uh, that don't usually have the absolute precocious two-year-old. Probably only Bint Maske of their big two-year-old winners is like that. But uh, they have the horses that can you know, improve, improve, improve and uh, offer good speed on Saturday, which was always going to be into hard, you know, solid the first section, hard from the 800 to the 400. And then it was going to be hard for a late. And uh, it, I, I thought ingratiating was the winner. He had the beautiful run peeled out to win and but Artorias had cut the corner it was a great ride and uh and then just powered late and and he was really dominant that last hundred meters and uh it wasn't just passing tired horses he mm. he put it down there late uh you know really accelerated hard if animo draws a gate does animo win can he use a gate um that's the thing uh if he'd drawn where uh the winner did he'd have cut the corner as well so that would have helped him i just he's Going well, they're both sort of I think fourteen hundred meter horses, the winner and Animo. But uh, uh, you know, I, I thought when you know Artorias had that ability to sprint, he really did sprint a bit harder, a bit quicker uh, when he needed to. Okay, and what do we do with en- um, Enthar? Well, Enthar, she's the opposite to what I just described. She's been made, you know, she's been precocious from day one, and they've been working on trying to slow her down. And Duff, that's. I think the hardest job in racing. It's easy to have a relaxed horse and then, you know, put a bit of pressure on them. But to get one that's running to slow down is uh, is the toughest job. Oh, for sure. And uh, the, I think there was the, the signs were on the wall when the in the chairman's when the when they um, put the crossover noseband on her that she might have been getting a little going a little hard and aggressive at home. Um, 
yet when we saw her in the gym crack, she just coasted there three deep and seemed to conserve a little bit of energy. But I suppose she might be better your way. She might might have yeah. just might be you know she might be better up there. So I, it's a totally because it's you know more that horseshoe track at the uh, out of the shoot there in the slipper. It's a different sort of race to the Blue Diamond. The winner. Won't be going to the uh, the slipper, I wouldn't imagine. Artorius, uh, he's going to the, the listening to Sam Friedman this morning, the sires and, and maybe the champagne. So uh, you know, I think only you know, a, a turnaround for Enthahar going back to Sydney and ingratiating's got the uh, beautiful style for the slipper. Mm. Just on um, the diamond, obviously, what uh, finance tycoon. Um, Duff finishes fourth, and, and Dino chime in here too if you want. Um, does that bring your opinion of the Magic Millions up a bit higher because of the run of um, Finance Tycoon? Uh, it could do. You know, he he's um, he, he hasn't put, done it too much wrong. Um, he was 100 wide tycoon. the whole way at uh, the Gold Coast. So, yeah. Yeah, like, it was no shock that he ran well. And all he tied in with all of the form down here. And he didn't get a real chance on Magic Millions Day, so. Um. You know, and the only reason I ask because, it, and Munns has mentioned this, you know, because we've got so many two-year-old races, it's out of sight, out of mind. So, you know, like your Alpine Edges, your She's All Class, uh, the horse that Lizzie's in, Queen of Wizardry, even Ranch Hand. I mean, um, some of these horses, you know, because we haven't been talking about them, are they going to be in slipper conversations, or do you think um, that's not the the level required to win the slipper? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, year in and year out, you'll find something out of the Magic Millions and, yeah. and the Blue Diamond will shape up in the slipper. There's no doubt about it. Well, and, is Swift know, Witness I... still around? Uh, good question. Um, I'm not sure. Just on is. ride. Still active. Still active. It trialled on the yeah. 16th of Feb. Okay. Yeah, second yeah, trial. Did, yeah, he did trial. Yes, he did. Because she course. just peaked the wrong week at the Gold Coast. Um if she'd have, uh, if she'd have run like she did uh, the week before, she'd have won the the Magic Million. So she, if they get her right, she's still, I think, uh, probably the most forgotten. All right, got a caller on line one, uh, Bob. Uh, good morning, welcome to Punters Postmortem, mate. Good mate. Um, yes, I wanted to speak to Glenn. Yes, yes. Bob. How are you? Good mate. Good. Uh, me and a, a couple of mates, we spend most um, Saturday afternoons at the local tab. Um, we like our quaddies, but you know what it's like when your your first leg goes down. Yeah, Why have can't a treble. We have treble tickets. Um, there. What do you mean treble tickets? Is the treble is a now is a betting type. Um, yeah. Well, there, there's no there's no ticket specifically no. for a treble. No, no, no. We unless you um, you put a treble on on your uh, phone. On your phone. Uh, um, yeah, you can't have a treble because it's. Uh, you know, when you've missed out on the first leg, you you think you might get the owner and know the 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 winner of the last three legs. But um, yeah, well, well, mate, that, that's what they've built the whole uh, marketing campaign around. If your first leg quaddy fails, take a treble, and there's no tickets. Come on, Glenn. I mean, you oh, should be you should yeah. have the tickets. Well, Dave, sorted, you spend mate. a lot more time in tabs than I do. I don't have the time. I've got to be at work. But I, I would have thought you, because Dave, you bet on everything, everywhere, and don't bar um, any sort of participation whatsoever. I thought you may have picked up on this. Um, oh, I didn't uh, know. No, but I'm concerned mate, now. What are we trying to yeah. save the trees or something? Are we? Are maybe, we... maybe we. Is there a box on the quaddy ticket that you press treble? I don't. I, tick treble. Oh, there's got to. There's got to be something. Well, I, I, I say we've been marketing this treble. Boys, I was at the Clavelli yesterday, and oh, amazing. Well, yeah. what day <laughs> well, there was a big blow up. Actually, there was a blow up because a, a few uh, um, blokes came in and they wanted to use tickets. No tickets, 
anymore at the Cooley. Maybe is there a directive? Are we saving, trying to save the world? I don't know. Well, well what do they, do they still? Well, how, they still had a you... bet, but we had to help. I had to help them on the EBT. But there was but no tickets. You have to help me it. too. Yeah, they, yeah there was no they, tickets. Do they the, still the have the? Do they still have the? Uh, the machine. Yeah, yeah, well, still got the machine. They just didn't have well, the ticket here. How can you fill a ticket in if there's none there? Well, that's what that's what they were blowing up about. Yeah, not trying to get the pub into trouble or anything like that. There was just you know they, they we still got the bet on for them. Uh, but yeah, there was no yeah. tickets. Well, here, so management anyway. always listening to what's going on, Dave. So yeah. um, you know you'd think that um, we might be able to get an answer before ten o'clock. Now, what about Dino? <laughs> Thank you, Bob, by the way, for the call. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Oakley Plate uh, because Portland Sky, there's a little bit of money around for Dino. And uh, as we mentioned, Theo Nugent, wonderful ride, but Willie Pike um, gets the dead heat. And Celebrity Queen, well, she was brilliant for, to, uh, to win that first up or dead heat that first up. Yeah, she was. She was, uh, it was good. Look, it was a great race. It always is. And, uh, you know, there was talk, you know, before, for the race, it wasn't of a Group 1 standard, but it was a, a Group 1 quality clash. And I think that, uh, you know, that there will be a higher performance required to win a race like the new market. But a horse like Celebrity Queen would run well in a new market. Uh, I don't know if it wouldn't be for Portland Sky. And Kemal Parser, who ran well, goes very well down the straight. I think Brooklyn Hustle's taking her chance in the new market. I don't know if it's the right race for her. But uh, Celebrity Queen, yeah, she was, she was terrific. But... The other dead heat at Portland Sky, he was he was either side of uh, the you know the very fierce speed that uh, that Anders and uh, Ancestry provided. They were both in the betting. They both run way down the track, and he's still last man standing at the end. So he did a great job to to hang on into the dead heat. You uh, you tipped Portland Sky, which amused me. I, I, I why, what was your theory there, thinking that he'd be the winner? Like he went, he started off at fourteen hundred. Anyway. Well, that was yeah. That was a, uh, a. I think that was a strange set of circumstances about that duff. That uh, he went up to Brisbane for a maybe a, a race, uh, and they only when they got there they realised he wasn't eligible, and so they ran him in the fourteen hundred three year old race. I think he was supposed to run in an eleven or twelve hundred, and uh, he ran in a fourteen hundred from the outside draw. It was a bit of a disaster, but he freshened up and won the uh, Manfred, and he beat. Tagaloa, who'd won the CS Hayes last week, and more importantly, he dropped eight and a half kilos, and there was nothing else in the race that had that, you know, he had he'd been performing well enough, like he won the uh, Red Anchor on Cox Plate Day, and he, for a lightly raced horse, he had uh, he had a pretty good credentials, and, and just dropped a massive amount of weight, and he's a very good trainer, Matt Laurie, very, very good trainer second group one, and uh, yeah, he, yeah, he does a great job what about and the, the track? photo of the finish yeah. with Willie Pike? What yeah. an amazing photo that was. Mm. And you see it so often with him. In yeah, he does it all the time, yeah. He throws them over the line. He, he, he's, he's a master. The wizard. Um, mm. What what about the track, Dino? It, uh, was it off the rail? They seemed to want to get off the rail. Yeah, they wanted to. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, I think we were predicted a 31 to 33 degree day and got about 10 degrees less. And... Uh, Last year, you can remember on Blue Diamond Day, it was a super highway on the fence with the rail out three metres. So they left the rail on the true where it was two weeks ago, probably with the watering and just that little bit of, you know, probably wasn't much wear, but a little bit. It just right on the inside and maybe one off where it were a bit, you know, where all the jockeys decided they were slower. Uh, Celebrity Queen had to go back in there late in the race uh, on Saturday. But uh, yeah, I think just off, but, you know, we saw. You know, Oxley Road lead and win, and uh, Portland Sky share the lead and win, and 
horses run on from the back, like Probabile and Arcadia Queen. So as a, a pattern, uh, yeah, it was just... I mean, the, the ones that were disadvantaged were probably the likes of, and they were from the same stable, Dirty Work and Ole Kirk. Now, Ole Kirk probably went moderately as well, but, uh, you know, they were, they were certainly disadvantaged. Now, uh, Dino, did this months. watering of a morning, is that just to protect the track from getting too hard? Well, when it was supposed to be 33 degrees and north winds, and yes, basically, uh, but uh, yeah, Saturday it, it, it backfired. You know, the previous two weeks it, it's happened, uh, and and even, you know, like those uh, twilight meetings we have at Sandown, and it doesn't, you know, it, well, it doesn't have much impact on them at all. They still play very fast, but uh, yeah, it uh, the... the uh, Backing the We Are The Bureau in uh, probably backfired on Saturday. Well, just, yeah, well we spoke yeah. about that Saturday morning. Well, they predicted 40 mils of rain here Friday and yeah. Saturday, and we got zero. <laughs> yeah. So, did, yeah. But what, 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 in your opinion, Duffer Munns, what was that track in Sydney? I say a soft six for the first and stayed there. Okay. Mm. Times, times were telling you, Dave, that it was much, much better. We, Ronnie and I, we were comparing times from a similar grade of race on a similar rated track with a similar penetrometer, and they were far, far quicker. Uh, but some of the jockeys were saying, oh, you know, it, it is soft underfoot. Mm, okay. Had a, know, lot of so grass, had a lot of grass on it, that track. It was a very big cushion on it, so maybe the jockeys were, that, they were feeling that. But when you got a heavy eight at Rose Hill, you do not come home in 33.65 in the first. It's as simple as that. Okay. Uh, we've got John on line one. Morning, John. Good morning, fellas. There you going? Good, mate. Um, just a question, uh, answer to that chat before. Um, they, the main reason some of the clubs, especially in New South Wales, they don't have the cards because of the virus thing. It might spread the virus, the pens. But they, they yeah, okay. Yeah, but some of the clubs and pubs still do it. Yeah, I've been reading. There's lots of texts came in after I said there's no tickets. Uh, the Chloe that uh, you have to ask for tickets. Yes, due to COVID, and they don't have uh, the pens because of COVID. So let's hope that. Uh... So you'd have to ask for your tickets early in the day, Dave, because they might be able to understand <laughs> you later. Uh, can I just ask <laughs> one question? Yes, mate. Um, just one question. I'd like to have me three ups, and I have me bets, and then I have a three up. Um, right. Like on a race, especially um, on sad days in Sha Tin and, and, and Singapore and that. And uh, you've got to get on. Sometimes you can't get on because they're racing at the same time or whatever. Um, I just want to know how come it's not on the machine. You can have a, a, a have just to pick your race and have the three up. Like in West Australia, you can pick your race on the machine and have your three up on that race and ten for the day and walk away. Whereas in New South and Victoria, you have to you have to have it on the race that comes up next. Uh, well, probably would be due to that if you've got clashing times because um, it's it's a paramutual product and you're affecting the pools. Um, that that would be be my reasoning, uh, but once again, not not being a a, a regular attendee in these places, um, I, I I don't know. Yeah. Funnily enough, I don't know the answer to every question. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, yeah, because yeah, you can have a you can have a, a a duet or something like that. Pick the race on on the machine, and you can't just a three up. You can have your trifectas and mysteries and all that, but you can't have mysteries three up and fix the race. That's all. Oh, a mystery three-up. I thought you'd, you know... Well, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, mystery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Have you I'd ever got a mystery up, John? Because... Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, several, actually. I was on a Derby Day one day and got a $700 one. Forget form line, boys. Just just put the mysteries up. That's oh, you'd be amazed how many stories you hear about people getting mystery. mystery. Yeah, the sorry. first four on the Melbourne Cup pays 102000 and someone's got it in a mystery. Yeah. Thanks, mystery John. How I back a winner sometimes. Thanks, John. There, uh, let's go to Jason, who's on the line. Morning, Jace. Good morning, boys. How are you going? Um, just a quick one. The Oakley's a Group One on the weekend down in Melbourne, and the Everest isn't a Group One. Is there any? How? How can it possibly be like the? It's just. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's politics. It's patent committees and getting everyone to agree, which is nearly impossible. So we live with it. We live with it. Yeah, it's just such an exciting race, the Everest. It should be a Group One, you know what I mean? Like compared to some of these ones they got down in Melbourne. Like I don't know. Like surely everyone just works together, and it's better for racing, isn't it? You know. Well, Galaxy's a Group One. Don't don't just pick on Melbourne. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't mean that. Yeah. Dino, I mean, you know, isn't it, isn't it a restricted race? That's the problem. Yeah, that it's restricted that. to slot holders. Yeah, it'd be restricted yeah. in inverted yeah. commas. Yeah, but, but then yeah, again, I, I, someone argue told me point. the other day, harness racing, for example. Their Group One status is dependent by prize money. So the mm. more money you put into yeah. a race, you get you get a Group One. Status I think that's for. true. Yeah, really. Like I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's some Group Ones in Sydney that too that are, that are exactly the same way. Like take one so. of ours and take one of you. Yeah, you know I mean that's what I mean. So Everywhere. I yeah. yeah. I can't see it's... the point when really it's the greatest. Like it's it's got the young people talking again in Sydney. You know what I mean? Like. If you can get the patent committee, all the states in Australia to agree on that, can you mind working on GST, uh, <laughs> national pools for totes, and, and a few other issues? And uh, uh, I'll get yes. you the COVID jab uh, in early doors as well. <laughs> Do you think yes, yes, yes would have stood for more if uh, if he it had Group One beside it? Yeah, Everyone exactly. knows he won it. Everyone realises that the Everest is a strong race when you go to stud. So yeah. I, I I don't think we should be you know. Because Geldings have won it every other year. The, he hasn't, three he of the hasn't, four have been Geldings. Yeah, he hasn't won a Group 1. You know, like, please, have a look no, at I'm it. I'm invincible. The, yeah, mm. it's unbelievable. Thank you, Jace. Uh, let's go to David, uh, who joins us now. Good to have these calls up early, punters. This is good. Keep calling in. 13.53.53. Morning, Dave. How you going, boys? Love your show as usual. What have you got um, for one us? One thing we haven't talked about, uh, uh, the Futurity... Um, I just think, well, Probably is one of my favourite horses, but um, Acadia Queen, I think they're very, un- what, what do you think, Duff? Uh, I think they're very underrated in some ways. I think oh, they're both absolutely outstanding mares. They're so consistent. And Probably just keeps mum, good three-year-old, you know, the, one of the fastest Epson times in history and has come back better than ever. And Acadia Queen ran a great race. I just think they're both, we've got two really outstanding mares we should appreciate. No doubt in the world, and they proved that on Saturday when they singled out there, and she has come back. I know she's a for, uh, former speaks for itself a bit before that, but the way she's come back and gone bang, bang, uh, probable is, is is outstanding, and the, the way they've handled her and uh, the you know the busy schedule she had. She's had a few runs. She said that was a twenty first start there on Saturday, mm-hmm. and Acadia Queen. Well, that was that was just outstanding. She'll just lift off that now, and the most significant point with. Um, Arcadia Queen for me is one quote from Bob Peters is uh, I've got I've got a feet better than I've had them ever before so I say no feet no horse and she's he thinks she's got feet this preparation he should have a proper horse ne- never a lot of credit for Grant and Alana Williams there no, from I was Bob, say, but, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah true. I've well, got a feet <laughs> yeah no yeah. Bob well, it is. They'd, they'd be telling him that. You yeah. know. Yeah. Is, is he sending yeah, you the bar plates, Ronnie? To, uh, <laughs> he's the, the spokesman. He's, he's the, the spokesman. spokesman. Yeah, he's the CEO.
Dean, can I ask you something? Yes. I think just one thing. I think I talked a few weeks ago. I'm really was quite impressed with defibrillate. Um, well, I backed on Saturday, took the short odds and won. But were you a bit disappointed in him? Or do you think he's just looking for longer? Because I thought he was entitled to probably win a bit easier with the running hat. What did you think? Um, I th- yeah, there's a few points to that. I think uh, maybe selling the second horse a bit short. He's a really strong stayer and, and he actually kept kicking back and, and was very well ridden, ridden to stay. And uh, defibrillate, I just think he's looking to get back to Flemington. I know he's been winning around Caulfield. Three of his last four wins have been at Caulfield. But the day he went to Flemington was the day he was totally arrogant and uh, won with ease. Uh, so I think that uh, I hope Patrick Payne takes up the challenge of running him in the Australian Cup anyway I, I think it's a good year to have a go at it Beautiful, thanks David we'll take a break, you're on Punners Postmortem here on Sky Sports Radio This is Punters Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio Race into autumn with two massive race days at Musselbrook. Sunday, March 21st is Country Championships Wildcard Day. Catch all the action as horses vie for the final two spots in the Country Championship Final. Then, one of the Upper Hunter's premier social events this autumn, the Hunter Thoroughbred Breeders Association Musselbrook Gold Cup on Friday, March 26th. There'll be colts galore and fillies to adore. Get your tickets now at musselbrookraceclub.com.au. 135353 is the open line number and it is open now and we're taking plenty of calls this morning in with Ron Duffy, Dean Lester, Glenn Mundy and Dave Stanley and the text line is 0419767272. We got John on the line. Morning John. Morning boys, how are we? Um I really enjoy your show. I'm a long time listener but I haven't called before. Um That's good mate. This is probably directed to towards Dean Ballarat yesterday race 4. Yep. Dean, uh, there's a horse in there, number 12, called Salsa Dancer. Right. It's a maiden race, had five runs. It's been beaten by an average of 20 lengths pretty much all the way through its career. Yep. Which is not that outstanding. Um, it's trained yep. by a Flemington trainer. I'm not sure at Flemington whether there's, uh, if there's restricted space for boxes or whatever. But, but yep. my, And yesterday it was beaten 20 lengths. It yep. jumped out of barrier eight, uh, didn't get started, went to the uh, tail of the field two or three lengths behind the uh, second last horse. Yep. I guess my query is, is there a criteria for racing horses? Does that have to meet a certain level? Because most other sports, I mean, the integrity of racing goes down the hill where you see that. The the safety issue is a point. I mean, the horse is not good enough to get cluttered up in the field, so it's not going to create problems for other horses and jockeys. But yeah. its last start, I mean, it, it's had five races. Uh, second last start was at Yay, and I'm not familiar with Yay. I'm not a Victorian. I assume it's Yeah, a no, it's day. picnics, yeah. It was fourth from four. Um, yep. Beaten 3.6. I think it started yep. $1. seventy. I see here. The other races, it's way off the pace. You know, it's uh, ninth from 10th, uh, 8th from 12th, 11th from 12th, 7th from 8th. How does it get nominated? Is there, is there a requirement to say you need to reach oh, a certain standard? There is a level to say if you're uncompetitive, but uh, sadly uh, for the connections of three others, it didn't run last. So you're highlighting a horse that ran fourth last. So there were three others behind it. So uh, oh, you know, have you seen the race? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the race. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, and I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the horse. It's very. It, it's it's sadly very slow for connections. But uh, yeah, I, I yeah I think uh, there should be a, of a standard, and uh, and it doesn't really meet the you know. 
in days gone by, there used to be uh, a prize money bar on them in Victoria uh, where <coughs> they couldn't run at a tab meeting. Well, now nearly all of our meetings are tab meetings, so they either race or they don't. So it's a, yeah, it's a. I agree with you. Probably that you know, it's a horse that should uh, meet a certain criteria. Beautiful. Thanks. Stewart, stewards have barred horses before for being uncompetitive. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's, mainly, it's... mainly we've had ones in the metropolitan area that have been sent back to the provincials and you know, you know don't come back, sort of thing. But you don't re- very much see it at the provincials. So right. No, on. it's the same thing. We, we have a, we've had a lot of horses, you know. Warned for not being competitive in town because they're probably, you know, they'll run a benchmark 50 and a benchmark 70 to pick up a bit of the, uh, bit of the, 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 the yeah, prize money that we go to down to you if there's less yeah. than 10 yeah. runners. And, and they get chipped pretty quickly if they're getting in the road, put it that way. All right. But no, I don't, uh, Dean's right. I don't see it much in the, in the provincial areas and I don't in the country area as well. Okay. You don't see it at all. Let's get to uh, John. Uh, sorry, Jeff. Uh, morning, Jeff. Yeah, g'day, Dave. Uh, I've got a question for Ronnie. Um, yes. in, a, in a publication on Friday, the Newcastle Herald, there were two conflicting reports on the situation regarding Remark. John mm-hmm. Holloway said that the horse's program for the slipper had been aborted due to an injury. Yep. Yet Adam Pengelly said in another article in the same paper that the horse merely had an elevated temperature. Is he, but he's still in the market in all the betting agencies. Can anybody tell me what position would remark? Uh, well, yeah. for a start, stewards have brought in a new rule that any 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 race that a horse has entered for where there is pre-post betting, as immediately that horse is ruled out of that race by connections, the punters must be informed. So at this stage, uh, there's been no statement from the hawk stable that the golden slipper is off the... Um, is off the program because that is now a steward's directive. And he's still active on racing in Australia and although uh, currently not to race vet certificates. So, um, geez, so he is out of the slipper effectively, is he? No, 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 no. no, no. no. If he's cleared by vets, like he's, like he's obviously had a, a temperature or treated uh, for, 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 for whatever, uh, but he's still in work and that's pretty up to date. Uh, so he's not out of calculations, but, geez, I'd like to see him nominated this week at least. Yeah. And also, just a uh, quick one for Munn. Uh, yes. Sacramento was on about the third or fourth line of betting for the Australian Cup, Glenn. Now I notice that his name is not on the list and he's come in from $51 to $15 for the Sydney Cup. Has the Melbourne program been aborted? Uh, well, it must have been for him to be taken out of the Australian Cup market, and he probably would have been added uh, to that uh, race in Sydney. Because right, I did okay. see I did see a request for him to be added to a couple of races in Sydney on Saturday. Right. Okay. Then. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. Let's go to Mark. Morning, mate. No. Oh, good morning, gent. Uh, two horses in Melbourne on Saturday. One looked very, very promising, and the other one was a shocker. Uh, the first one I can't think of, it ran third to Yes, Baby Yes, the Jokey or some name like that, Dean. And yeah. The other one is the shocking run of Standout. Um, yeah, well, Standout was very, very wide on the track. So in a blanket finish, he, you know, I'd be a bit forgiving of him. Those horses out wide, 
were just too wide. Uh, Hansi Attic stand out. Uh, there were a few of them out there that had no chance. And uh, I thought the the filly you mentioned uh, ran well, uh, Shajiki, in a very weak race. Uh, that was a very modest filly's race. So I just, if they all meet up again, yeah, she could uh, she could easily win a race like that. Although I think a filly that ran near last in that called Miss Guggenheim had no luck, and she could. Uh, turn the tables on them all if they all meet in the CUNY in two weeks. But, uh, yeah, these are the, the, the second-level fillies, uh, you know, with an idea, you know, if you're looking for something going forward. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Mark. Let's go to Cam uh, Cameron. Uh, morning, mate. Morning, boys. Uh, just a question. Uh, Midsummer rain, the last at Newcastle, uh, a factor for the championship didn't seem to run too well on the, uh, on the weekend. Still heading towards that way? Oh, I'll text Cam Crockett for you. Uh, midsummer rain. I know that they questioned Lever, um, and he just said that he stated that the mount never travelled comfortably at any stage. In his opinion, it failed to handle the heavy track conditions. He added that his mount made an abnormal respiratory noise when pulling up after the race, and he recommended to connections to add a tongue tie to the mare's gear for future race starts. A post veterinary examination did not reveal anything. Uh, trainer Cam Crockett agreed with C. Lever that midsummer rain did not handle the heavy track conditions and undertook to report back. On the post-race condition of the mare in the in its future race plans, and, and he'd be aimed at the race at Tamworth, which is on uh, in two weeks' time. It's Mudgy this week, isn't it, Dave? Uh, yeah, Mudgy, Mudgy this Mudgy weekend because it ties in with the, the following um, week. Yeah, and then and then the wild card at Musselbrook. Yep, that's correct. Right. So it was in a race on uh, Friday night, two midsummer rain, didn't it? But it's they scratch from the wide gate, I think, at Canterbury. So. I'll text Cameron Crockett for you now and see if he uh, see if he's listening um, and can give us an update. Let's get to Mark on line four. Morning, Mark. Morning, boys. Uh, talking about unsatisfactory performance, Dino, Hill Star Mile, that South Australian horse. Have they lifted the benchmark rating on that to a hundred or something? That South Australian horse in there couldn't win it. Yeah, they lifted it. To, they lifted it to ninety, I think, and but it uh, yeah it got in um, and then. The day after it got in went absolutely dreadfully at uh, at uh, Morpherville. It's a yeah. It's going to be two hundred to one, uh, Reggiano Di Triano, but um, it met the requirements and they did lift the rating on the first year. Yes, but uh, yeah, but yeah, maybe maybe they, not enough. Surely they've got to do something else. It's not good enough, is it? Like you've got a race like that, you've got this horse in the race. Honestly, like they must well, have a thousand owners to get in, like. Well, yeah, they did a they did a uh, social media campaign and got it in, and it's uh, that's the the vagary of it. I mean, it, it's based on the model of the um, is it the, the Yasuda Kinnan or the Arima Kinnan at the end of the Japanese yeah. season for the most popular horses, but they vote just they want the fifteen best horses there. This is this is about you know people wanting to get their own horses in at times exactly. and. Uh, the one thing I would say is those that have done it in previous years had set their horse back 12 months, so uh, it's not a great move. No, it makes a mockery of the race. That's, all. That's my opinion anyway. How many wild cards are there? Five. Five, okay. Yeah. Five. Yeah, so Mugger 2 should in the get voting in. And then five Surely Mugger 2 gets in there. He, he has to get a wild card. Well, he even he, if he wins, mm. I think he's running in the blame he sat there. If he wins that, okay. it's automatic. So yeah. Oh, okay. So there is there is other angles. Yeah. So, about? like, the Futurity was an automatic sat there, but probably it was already in. So had had something from outside of the top 10, uh, one will, uh, they'd have got straight in. What about Tagaloa? Uh, yeah, well, I think he'd be very high up. 
um, I, I think uh, for the wild cards. I think I think the Guineas winner, you know, and that's how Mystic Journey got involved. And uh, you know, I think that's that that'll be uh, you know alligator blood last year. So uh, the Guineas winner of the past two years has gone straight to it. So I would think that'd be a big uh, chance to do that again. All right. And how? Uh, just just changing the subject. How, how, these whip reduced races that you've had. How, how have they gone? Uh, well, they. Uh, the first one went without incident. The second one, uh, rider called Neil Farley, went nine, nine strikes. They went four over. Now, then you read the devil in the detail about that. He got fined and suspended. But if you go above seven, so, uh, so he was two over that, uh, the horse that actually ran second that qualified for the quarter of a million dollar final now isn't eligible. So, uh, or, or to run in another heat. So it's out of the whole series. I, uh, I, so I don't they're know penalising the horse. Yeah, I don't know why it gets barred from the other heats. If it could win without uh, the strikes, you know, you'd think that'd be fine. But it's barred from the whole series now. Um, and uh, then you get yesterday's winner. Uh, Dean Yendall got fined $1,000. He was seven, seven strikes, so two over. So he avoided suspension, but he got fined half of his winning fee. Uh, but that horse is still allowed in the series because it was seven and not above seven. So, I mean, he's he's ridden it right to the edge there. Uh, he's still got 50% of his fee. The horse is in a quarter of a million dollar final. So, you know, I think that makes it a mockery as well. Uh, oh, I, I can't God. stand the idea. Uh, there must be a few rules. Is there subsection C, paragraph D? Yeah, uh, there is. There is. There's a ta- part if, one. If, if you put in Country Mile Series... And look up on Racing Victoria. There's a table of about nine different permutations. Oh uh, so, and, and Dean Yendall brought it up in the winning interview yesterday. And I was watching the race and I'm thinking, you're over. And I would have, because there was one there I didn't know if he actually, you know, the whip went past sort of like his boot. It looked like he nearly hit himself in the boot. But uh, they counted that as a strike. So, yeah, he was definitely seven strikes. So, look, this, is, this has been my fear with it all along that the final is on All-Star Mile Day. Someone will win it, they'll transgress, and the headlines will be more about whip use than a $5 exactly. million dollar race. Yeah, and exactly. it's, it, it's I just think yeah, Racing Victoria shooting themselves in the foot by having it, having the series. And the other thing is, um, with, with due respect to the, the, the trainers, it's, a, it's for country trainers, and they've put fantastic money on it. So they're not actually getting a... This isn't going to give you uh, a good view of how riders will use the whip. You know, they might comply to a degree because of the money and the city trainers aren't allowed. So they, I think they were worried that it might get boycotted, but there'll be country trainers out there that need to go for these races, and that's fair enough. So it's yeah. on. Um, it's, uh, it's just uh, a, an unnecessary distraction from having the new market, the Australian Cup and the All-Star Mile in the next, and the Guineas in the next two weeks. It certainly is, and, and surely it opens up legal angles for those people that, you know, against a jockey that have broken the rules, and they, they can say, oh, well, you, it's your fault, we're not in this race, and it's, well, yeah, it's, what, right. it's what, unnecessary attention brought yeah, to... exactly. What happens, if in the, what happens if in the final there's an issue? Is that where we see the protest come out? Oh, I'm sure we will. They can go to because in six years' time you'll get a decision. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it, it, it'll be forefront in the minds of people because that's what it's been promoted about. So owners, trainers, everything will be watching. Their horse, probably the winner. Has he transgressed? You know, um, 
Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd allow 45 minutes between races before mm. correct weights declared, boys. Yeah, and, and what you're actually doing is you're actually it, it, it's drawing the attention to the issue that uh, you're you know you're trying to um, you know. They're trying to sort of deal with, but that, that's your uh, right. Everyone yeah, will just I, be watching I, it. Everyone will just I think be there's a really simple solution to this if they want to trial it uh, because it's an educational process. Uh, we have a Rising Stars Apprentice Series down here and they run one, one race every fortnight. Make them uh, five strikes or less and then you're teaching the young to get into, into the habit of not using it too much. That's a very good idea. Yep. Very good idea, Dino. Let's Words get to Ash. Uh, morning, Ash. Morning, gentlemen. How are we? Very good, mate. That's the way. Just a couple of questions um, on a couple of horses. Um, wondering if you've seen that one down in Launceston yesterday in the two-year-old, the Turk Warrior. Yes. Dollar ten. What do you know anything about it and where it's going and what it's? Um, mm-hmm. What are they looking at for it? It looks pretty smart. Hong Kong. Hong oh, Kong. Off to Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah, I think. Well, I think you know that's. Uh, I think that's the end game. But uh, that they've. Uh, he's a very very good horse. He's. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you're standardising times, then he's he's one of the better two-year-olds around uh, from what he's done. So, uh, yeah, he's he won with ease again yesterday. Would, would he be up to on just on times, uh, Dino? Would he be up to mainland Victoria? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jeez, I, I was yeah. watching that race yesterday, and just the way he pinned his ears back. Oh, like but that's three, what he does. He's, he was three deep. He had his ears back, yeah. and he just kept trucking. You thought, oh, this is yeah. He's a he's a you know he's a fierce competitor, and and that's what he's done now four times, like or two trials and four races. He's an absolute beauty. Okay. Beautiful. And the other one, boys, is um, um, to kiss a Carter had a couple of dollars on it at uh, ridiculous odds, and it just only just missed out in Wagga there for the country championship. You know, if it's going to go to the um, to the lucky dip uh, race. The wild card, well, yeah. uh, it's it's up to Scotty Spackman. It's a long haul from Wagga to uh, Musselbrook, but he, he's got to make a decision to see yeah. whether or not he, he warrants going all the way there. He, he, uh, Scotty's probably, Scotty's interested be more in his uh, younger half-brother. What about it? Rocket Tiger. That's um, Takisa Cod's little younger brother, half-brother, yeah. Rocket Tiger. What about it? D- Duff, what did you make of Rocket Tiger? I mean, I know... Uh, the big Coolmore juggernaut had home affairs and J-Mac, but I tell you what, um, from all reports too from, from Wagga on, on Saturday, the roar from the track when uh, he was charging at the death there, he's a, he's a nice horse. He is, yeah. Look, he, he's got character about him and he's got, uh, he's got determination about him as well and you could easily make a case he, could, he should have won that race when he, he come out and had those few bumps which put him off balance. And considering that he went... Uh, you know, he, they went out so quick in that race. You know, that second from the thousand, the eight hundred, that eleven hundred was ten twenty eight. I would say that would be the quickest of the day, and those horses were all riding that speed. So I, I thought he was excellent. So a hard race to read that one. A hard race to read. Okay. Um, before we get to our next caller, uh, the caller we had before about. Uh, uh, midsummer rain uh, from Cameron Crockett. He just got back to me. Uh, didn't handle the track at all. Been scoped and vetted since, and is a hundred percent sound. Uh, still will go to that next heat. So I believe that's the Tamworth heat. Uh, two weeks. We put a pen through last time and have faith she's right. And the track uh, was the issue. So uh, don't be deterred if you're keen to have a bet on midsummer rain, which we'll see at Tamworth in that next country championships qualifier. Of course, Mudgy this week, and as Munns just said, Tamworth the week after. Let's get to Kurt. Morning, Kurt. G'day, Dave, Munns, Ronnie, Dean. How are you, boys? Good, mate. Good, thank you. I like it. 
Cheers, Mums. 13 bucks into Matt. 750 Pretty Woman, baby. Good on you, boys. Well, mate, you know, we're here to help the people, uh, Kurt. You know, you had to cut a little bit of a haircut and a shave with Andermatt. What did you cut there? 1, 10, 12, only 12 uh, cents reduction. I can't remember off by heart, but... Yeah, 12 cents, 12. well, I'm telling you now, I, that's I, what you cut. I'll tell you what, just on Pretty Woman, uh, good to see uh, Alicia Collett get that opportunity from Matty Dale, but that black opal... Duff, um, and we'll get back to your second here, Kurt, but that black oval could be a nice one if, if Matt takes Pretty Woman there and, of course, then Spackman takes that horse, Rocket Tiger. It will be, and uh, there'll be a few other fringe dwellers there. Yeah. And, uh, stay tuned for all the dual acceptors for the two two-year-old weeks of uh, races over the weekend where we're going to wait for the last minute Actually, to find out who's what's running where. Yeah. I'm, really, I'm really excited can, about that. Can we, and I'll get back to you in a second here, Kurt, but can we, like, I backed Molly Nails uh, on Friday there at Canberra in the prelude and took, what, 270. But obviously a lot of those horses would join up. It'd be great, and I don't know if this is possible with Racing Australia, but it would be great if you could see what the dual noms are uh, on your final fields because uh, you've sort of got to go through manually and go through every single horse, which you can do. Go, go to Racenet, Dave, and they have dual acceptors. So it's on Racenet. It's on Racenet. There's yeah, an actual puts section DA on Racenet. Next to the horses. Uh, okay. Uh, it's dual acceptor. Beautiful. Okay, yeah. there you go. Uh, even you better. You see, you had you see some of them in New Zealand. They're in four races. Even better, there's a, there's a website called Racing Zone. Okay. If you, if you get onto a website called Racing Zone and just press on dual acceptors, it saves you a lot of time, believe me. Beautiful. And, and, and you can click on them and see where they're scratched as I well. I sat there for 40 minutes going on Riser. I know. <laughs> on Friday. Oh, actually, it wasn't Friday. It was th- late Thursday. Back to you, Kurt. What have you got for us, mate? Yeah, no, well done for pointing that out, Dave. I thought I was going to back Pretty Woman in the Black Opal, but then I saw Scotty's horse here on Saturday and he said he was going towards there, so I can't wait for that battle. But, um, Dino... I found another derby horse for myself, mate. Yes. Gunda Windy, Packenham, three-year-old Colt, last Thursday at Packenham, Dean. Yeah, I don't know if he'll get there in time, Kurt. It might be South Australian, though. It might be something, but uh, he goes quite well. He's improved a lot. His first couple of trials were pretty poor, but he's starting to... Yeah, well, he raced pretty well the other night, as you said. So, Mr. Start, he ran well. Jeez, I tell you what, I was going to say that was one of the best-looking strides on a horse that I've seen for ages, Dean. Yeah, no, he's... He's a nice horse. Yeah, he's he, he's getting it together. Yeah. With uh, yeah. with your black opal one there, Kurt uh, Forbes might be heading that way too. I think. Oh, Duff. really? He's running. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sam Friedman said uh, okay. on Melbourne Radio this Jeez. morning he'll run Friday night at Canterbury, eleven hundred meters, and then back up. Hopefully nine no, days later into the Black Opal, which gives them then 13 they, days um, to the slipper. Trolled yesterday at Goulburn. Has Heron, Heron's won that race before, hasn't he, the Black Opal? Hasn't James Heron won that race before? With uh, Probably. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go back. Just on, on, and just on Forbes, uh, Dino, I know it's had the barrier issues up here. Did it ever have yeah. that down in Melbourne before jump outs or... Is that just something uh, it's picked up coming up here? It was a bit cheeky. But can't. I, I can't, yeah, I can't. Uh, but it, it, there was no issue the day at Sandown. He, he went straight nah. in. He was fine. So, uh, yeah, he, look, he, you know, they gave him a good hit out yesterday at the trials. That's for sure. Uh, that uh, Mayor Trailey Rose, gee, she, she's got some lungs on her, hasn't she, from Adelaide? Yeah, she's very good. She's been very well uh, trained, um, very patiently trained because she was, this time last year, she just couldn't finish a race off. She was going to win a maiden in the Terrain Cup day and she just couldn't quite get to the line. She washed, wasn't strong enough and they've gave it, given her plenty of time and uh, and now they're reaping the rewards. And uh, some chance she'll go uh, Adelaide Cup and then uh, she might come up for the Sydney Cup. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's good. She's very good.
I think yeah, James would have yeah. won the Black Opal with DEFCON back in 2016. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Now, Kurt's got one more question for us. Kurt, before you go. Yeah, cheers, Dave. I just want to give four tips out, four early ones there. Four because tips. I want to put them on the line. Four. That's what it's about, boys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking Golden Powell, the horse I tipped, Ronnie, that comes second in an Norfolk, and then I tipped it to Ronnie in the British Juvenile Spring Turf Cup. Golden Power. Powell. Golden Powell for Wesley Ward. When it come out there and won the other oh. week. It's going to the Commonwealth Cup at Royal Ascot. I got six dollars for it. Before that, it's, it's in June. Up. It's in June. We're in Feb. Come on, Kurt. He's taking five to one in. <laughs> got to pay the there. power bill. How good a I thing must it be? I don't myself waking up tomorrow morning. Boys, you won't be getting six to one nowhere near it. That's the whole point. Otherwise, you can't. It's five to one it. now. The yeah. other one is, boys. I'm going to the line with Libertini. She's my T.J. Smith horse. I got uh, 13 and 4 in the all in the prenom. It's already gone down now in the all nom. Uh, in the yeah in the all in, I'm yeah, going to along within the TJ, and I'm also going to back her in the Dubin 10,000. That rescheduled Queensland Carnival Carnival up there is just made for her this race. As soon as that market comes up, and this other horse I saw, Miss Tycoon Rose, it come out of a, a maiden. It run. It only just lost. It comes second place in the New Zealand Thousand Guineas. Up in class massively, obviously, for Eminem Pittman, Miss Tycoon Rose at Rickerton. And the other one I'm taking, nice for what, uh, Ronnie, in the Sweet Embrace. What do you reckon? Um, yep, nice for what was good behind um, uh, Profiteer the other day, but beaten a long way, but very strong late. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll have a look at it, Keith, okay. uh, Kurt. And, um, Libertini, you can tune in tomorrow. We'll be covering the trials yeah. at 8 at 5 to 10. Beautiful. Uh, thank you very much. By the way, Duff, good tip with um, Racing Zone. This is outstanding. Yeah, just top the top left-hand corner, you'll find dual acceptors. Dual acceptors. Yeah, probably yeah. not the website you're associated with, Dave, but, you know, there are racing <laughs> websites you can look Leave at. him alone. <laughs> Turn it up, Glenn. Turn it up. Uh, now, um, the horses to follow, boys. We need some horses to follow before we get to our previews today. We'll start with you, Duff. What are we following? Uh, one from Wednesday, Harmony Rose. She's got uh, speed and stamina. She's a typical Mark Newnham try- style uh, staying type of filly. She'll go through. She can come through to maybe even the Oaks, and just I think there was the obvious there yes, on Saturday that you'd love to follow. You know, amongst those winners there, your Andermatch, your Emanates, and Agons and whatever, but. There's a horse that finished way back in the field. I love the look of the way he presented, but he's, he's still two runs short, I reckon. But a session. Uh, keep an eye on him this preparation. He'll win a race or two at that benchmark level. Uh, Dean? Uh, I'm all the obvious. Uh, Arcadia Queen, I think she'll turn the tables on probably in the... Uh, in the All-Star Mile. And uh, a couple from the last race, uh, I think Angel of Truth, uh, Truth, if he heads to Sydney for a soft track, if he can get onto a soft track. And a little spec bet on Chapada in the Australian Cup. I think uh, he was unlucky on Saturday. I think he's put, put about eight good runs together. He's uh, he's going well, and uh, he's way over the odds in the Australian Cup. Beautiful. And Munns? Uh, I'm going to stick with the Eleanor. I liked him Saturday. Chris put a bit of cold water on him before he ran, but I thought his last 100 metres was very, very nice in that race the other day as he steps up over ground. Uh, I like him. Commando Hunt, impossible to miss it in the highway, but after this week, there's no more highways for a while with the carnival being on. But I wonder if he might even throw a nom in for him for next uh, Sunday at Mudgee. 
in yeah. the, the championships uh, qualifier there uh, because he's owned by the Mayor of Mudgee, uh, Desi Kennedy, also the King of Recycling, Brian Rudder and Maxie Whitby. <laughs> and the other one, Flat Heaven, if you missed its run in the race there for Bjorn Baker, uh, get your eyes tested. And a uh, little bit of news overnight, Dave. Stay Inside, um, Newgate have purchased a share in Stay Inside by Extreme Choice. So they're looking at protecting, you know, following on their stallion lines. And Wade Birch is handed in his resignation uh, from the stewards panel in Sydney. That story this morning with Adam Pengelly and Chris mm. Roots in the Sydney Morning Herald. And just before we go, boys, obviously the New Haven Park Country Championships in full swing. The qualifiers we head to uh, Tamworth uh, next week, Mudgee this week, tying in beautifully, of course, with the Charity Shield. Uh, boys, just a comment on what you saw. Obviously, the coverage has been fantastic with Rads there uh, yesterday, of course, uh, and of course on Saturday from Wagga, but Super One, I don't know how it won. Uh, watching the replay, that was a brilliant win. Uh, yep, uh, it's, it's starting to take shape now, this uh, country championship, so still early um, as far as trying to work out you know, how they're going to all line up, but it's certainly shaping up very, very well. Beautiful. And interesting to see the, the highway form holding through. Art Cadeau, consistent highway form, won at Goulburn. Another one uh, a highway winner and a high, um, and thereabouts in other highways winning in the last stride at Wagga and charm me baby didn't it win like it like very very easily yesterday at Scone coming from back in the field and it had highway form as well and if anyone wants to see the ride of the weekend go and watch Robert Thompson's ride on Rossi Stitzhorse at one that I know you had something on yesterday Dave yes. at $8 after he tipped it Friday morning sat back third last on the fence I think the only time he went round a runner was to get round the leader. Ramsey's Law. Didn't that just yep. set the afternoon up perfectly? Thanks so much, boys. Uh, that's been uh, Punters Postmortem. We'll see you all next Monday.